Vantage Point Racing Podcast. All you ever wanted to know about racehorse ownership and more. Go behind the scenes with me, Ilka Gansara Lebec, and get to know the stars of this wonderful sport of kings. Hi, everybody. This is Ilka Gansara Lebec from the Vantage Point Racing Podcast. Today, I'm here with my co host, Stephen Wallace. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm good, thanks, Ilka. Um, we've got lots to talk about this morning. We've got horse racing and we've got art and horse racing. Yeah, exactly. It's so exciting. The exhibit in May at my yard, Art and Horse Racing, we're all working away at it because, as you know, it always comes around quicker than you think. Um, I'm busy having runners running the yard, school run kid, and all your usual life. But I, I think um, even though it's a planning thing, this is, I guess, my my way of being creative. I I, I actually um, enjoy it, even though it's a little bit extra work. I enjoy um, dealing with all the artists and getting everything ready and thinking about stuff. So yeah, just hope the weather plays ball because we have Stefan and I actually, of course, he's been roped into it too. He's your uh, uh, DIY kind of guy. We have different um, ideas of how to display it, but it'll all be very weather dependent in the end. But um, it's going to be great. So how are plans going then for art and horse racing on May the 6th and May the 7th? Well, we've got, um, well, you'll be talking to a few artists later on in this podcast. So in the upcoming podcasts, uh, we will speak to different artists so they can introduce themselves. Even in the last episode, we already had Emily Johnson on. Um, and uh, I got my artists lined up. And we just have to get the artwork in here and do more PR and make sure enough press gets here. Um, but uh, get the word out, spread it. It's, you know, it's all going. We're all on time, all on schedule. So as you said, Ilka, I've got three interviews for today's podcast. Um, during the last week, I've spoken to Benedict Gillet, uh, Peggy Judy and Garth Bailey. And for our first interview, uh, you're going to hear from Benedict. She's uh, from France. She describes herself as an artist of the sensitive, and she's hoping to be at the Art and Horse Racing Exhibition on May the 6th and May the 7th. And this is what she had to say about her style, her art, and how much she's looking forward to the exhibition. Benedict, thanks for joining us on the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast. Yeah, thank you. Are you looking forward to coming to Newmarket uh, for yeah. art and horse racing? Yes, definitely. I'm so happy and excited. Actually, it will be the first time I exhibit. I will exhibit uh, in England. Uh, not quite true, actually, because uh, I already exhibit just my paintings once, but I was not there. <laughs> so... I will be there, physically there. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, I've made some exhibitions uh, before on uh, race uh, courses. So I'm so happy to be back again in that uh, race world. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I really love that. And I I hope that I could have some inspiration, some new inspiration to, yeah. Well, hopefully so. You come into the, the home of home of horse racing in Newmarket. You like the idea of an art exhibition in a racing yard. Oh, yes. It's like, 
it's like it's a bit on the backstage, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to see all the yes, what all is behind all this. It's uh, yeah, it's really really uh, interesting for me. Yeah, it's quite unique, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally unique. Yeah, I made a lot of exhibitions, and it's totally unique. People have said Il- Ilka always thinks outside the box, and I think she has here, but I'm sure it's going to be popular. Yeah, of course. I hope so. <laughs> and I wish. I wish too, yeah. Now, you're you're based in Paris. Can you let listeners know a brief summary of your artistic career? Yeah, I, I used to live in Paris, but now I'm the southwest of France. Um, uh, but, uh, yes, when I was little, I lived uh, near Paris. And um, I've always, I've been drawing since I was little, of course, like uh, uh, <laughs> like children, like old children. And uh, I used to say that I never stopped, <laughs> of course. And uh, bef- after that, I choose to study uh, graphic design. Uh, so it was all art related <laughs> or at least uh, drawing related and um i learned uh with these jobs with this uh, training i learned all the basics of the drawing and the paintings all that but they didn't teach us to be an artist and uh but i never yeah, I never stopped drawing or painting. So when I was a um, graphic designer, uh, I used to paint uh, during the, the evenings, you know. And at this time, I painted uh, landscapes, not horses. I didn't want to paint horses at that time. <laughs> and But besides, I, I had um, a mare. Yeah, I always loved horses, but I didn't know why. I just was attracted to this big animal. I don't know. I maybe now I could um, I could explain better these attractions, but I feel that it was a question of emotion or expression. Uh, these big animals uh, and all all the aura with uh, with his body I don't know <laughs> but anyway I merge uh, this uh, these two patients um, when I was 13 years old something like that so it was really late <laughs> and it was because of my husband who asked me once, uh, but why did you paint horses? <laughs> because you love that? <laughs> you paint, you draw, but uh, no. Oh, that was a tough question, <laughs> actually. And uh, and I can now answer to the question. And because... And it's related to my style because uh, at that time, I think uh, I could do horses, but 
just in a classical way. I don't know why, but my mind think like this, <laughs> uh, thought like this. And um, I really don't want, I really didn't want to paint uh, in a classical way. Uh, I really want to paint in a modern way, horses. After I realized that, I could paint horses. And uh, the story started like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, looking at your website, you, you say that uh, you're an, an artist of the sensitive when you're painting horses. Can you explain what that means? Yes. Um, actually, I struggled uh, at that time with my emotions and my feelings. And I think that I put all of mine in the painting, in my paintings. And so it helped me to, um, to put all my emotion. I didn't know how to handle <laughs> them in a real life. <laughs> uh, I put all of them in my paintings. And so authors are beautiful for that because they didn't speak. They they are so uh, expressive. They are so expressive that it was so easy for me to paint them. Um, so the expressivity and the emotion is really the key of my uh, uh, of my style of my uh, goal uh, when I, I paint. Think, I yes. think that com comes through. If anyone looks at your paintings i think that comes through in the paintings i love the the eyes that you've you've done on some yes yes it's um it's subject i used to to put a lot in my uh in my paintings uh the face to face what i called the face to face is just the face of the horse with his two eyes and um or i can even paint big eye <laughs> uh, close up in a on the on the eye on the eye i think i've seen and, some of them on the website the the, the, the close yeah. up of the eyes yeah yes 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 and i really love that and of course i i wanted to do that in a modern way <laughs> and graphic design uh my graphic design job but uh helped me a lot um because i love the line uh, you know the black line. I use it a lot in my work. And uh, where have you exhibited your paintings? Are they oil and watercolors? Aren't they? Oh, um, I used to to make oils, but I didn't do oils uh, for now. Um, I'm more. I would say that I'm more mixed media artist now. Uh, because I really love to mix uh, all the, as I have one subject, you know, I want to try everything I can <laughs> in the, in in the on medium with all the medium I can. So uh, I use acrylics, uh, chalks, pastels, uh, watercolor, uh, oil, not so much because I. Oil, it's a really special um, medium, and I 
it's really difficult to mix up with other uh, medium. Uh, it's really difficult. I love oils, but I can't um, use it uh, in mixed media. So unfortunately, I don't use it anymore. <laughs> I didn't use it anymore. But uh, yes, I love to to mix all what I can uh, <laughs> put in a painting. <laughs> and your work's been displayed in galleries in the Netherlands, United States, France. Um, I uh, actually I have one gallery in uh, in the US um, and one in uh, in France for now. Yes, and the other one, yeah, I exhibited in. Uh, uh, in the US, in the Netherlands, um, in Italy, <laughs> in England once, so, and uh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's but, it. But but international and and now yeah. Newmarket in Suffolk. Yes, I'm so happy. I want to conquer the world. <laughs> With my painting, <laughs> new markets will be a point. <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone will, will love your paintings at the Art yeah. and Horse Racing exhibition. Yeah, I so. And thank you. Thank you very much. And, and I, can uh, tell, I can tell how much you're looking forward to coming, though. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I can't wait to be there because I love to meet uh, people and uh, I love to to talk about the heart and my heart. If people want to explain what they look, uh, what they see in my paintings, I love that. And uh, of course, uh, to see authors and uh, all the people. Yes, I would love. I will love to be there. And Ilkra, I understand you've got some of Benedict's art. Yeah, I treated myself last year right before Christmas to a little piece of hers. It's one of her really nice expressive heads. It looks like it's an Arabian head. Um, and it kind of reminds me also of Elias Pony. We have a, a photograph of him. He's a he's a Welsh section C with a lot of Arabian in, in him. So it's almost like um, it looks like Elias Pony. So I got it for myself from an art gallery in New York that specializes in um, equine art. And that's, you know, then you follow each other on Instagram and then one thing leads to the next. And, and then I had this idea of art and horse racing and she was the first artist to say, yes, I'm in. Well, she's really looking forward to coming over. I know that from, from my chat with her. Yeah, it's great to have a little international flair um, as well. So I've got a nice mix of local and international artists. And like I said, it's not just... Uh, horse racing art or equine art it's a mix of everything and um yeah that's why it's it's every kind of taste and interest will be covered i think well later in the podcast we'll be hearing from peggy judy and garth bailey peggy judy from colorado but uh, let's get back to racing and uh, the vantage point racing club had a fantastic night on the 13th of february at wolverhampton when kingwell won yeah, that was long coming. I'm so happy for that little horse that he finally uh, has that number one next to his name. And uh, the great thing about it also were the odds. I told you, Stephen, didn't I? You did, yeah. 66 to 1, you were able to get him uh, the day before. So and he didn't go off at 66 to 1. 
And then it's 28 he, to one he went off at. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a little bit of move in the market there. Um, yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, have to uh, enjoy the ups and the downs, or you have to take the downs and enjoy the ups or whatever that's called. But he came out of his race well, everything, you know, and the race unfolded to plan or like it just suited his type of running style. And um, it was great, you know, well executed by George Wood, Um, even though, you know, it wasn't like a tricky ride or anything, but it was just, you know, George knows all the horses inside out. So um, it was perfect. What a great night to be a Vantage Point Racing Club member, though. Yeah, it was good. There was also one of the members was there with a guest. So he that lives in Wolverhampton. And that's the great thing about this club as well. You know, we have runners up and down the country. So no matter. And we also have members that live up and down the country. Everybody has a chance to go racing. And it's also been a very successful club because I don't I haven't done like the, the ratio or the stats on it. But, you know, every year we've had winners. And we've had winners over the flat, winners over the jumps. And, you know, and uh, I think the percentage of being in that winner's enclosure with the one, two, three, you know, you, we're, we're always in there. So um, it's a great club to be a part of, I think. I mean, you are a member, so. I am, yeah. And a fantastic advert, wasn't it, uh, after the race when uh, Jason Weaver was interviewing Adrian? Yeah, that was great, too. Yeah, it was a good, uh, Jason Weaver is a, is a great guy and actually his sister-in-law she um is our equine chiropractor so she always sees the horses about two days or the day before they run um so i said to nikki his sister-in-law oh jason did a good interview and she goes well he better otherwise he would get hell so he did his best and i yeah that's also that's something about this club is um i don't think a lot of other club members or members of other clubs have that much airtime on national television as vantage point racing members. So, um, yeah, get, you know, start rehearsing your, your speeches. Adrian even got a mention for the podcast as well. I was most impressed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He got everything in there. It's like, before you go racing, make your little notes prepare for the interview. That's why I always say to the jockeys, when you're galloping out, think about what you want to say. And, you know, you better get all the all the um, points in there. Always best to be prepared, isn't it? And what next for Kingwell? Uh, well, he's got an entry at Newcastle next week. So um, probably, you know, that should probably suit him like a straight run seven or, you know, a straight mile, straight seven. But, um, you know, that's his... Next entry, and um, we'll, we'll go from there. Well, we better get back to art and horse racing. My next guest is Peggy Judy, uh, who's based in Crawford, a very small town in Colorado. And when I spoke to her, she was uh, not literally, but she could walk outside and see snow. Uh, she's a Western artist, a contemporary Western artist. And this is what uh, Peggy had to say. Hello, Peggy. Thanks for being part of the Vantage Point Racing Club monthly podcast from Crawford, Colorado. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Well, what was your reaction when you were asked by Ilka to be part of her art and horse racing exhibition on May the 6th and May the 7th in Newmarket? Well, it was an honour, but I wasn't quite sure I would fit fit the bill as it, my art isn't racing and I'm half the world away. 
but um, seems like it'll work out just fine. Well, I think um, Ilka's idea was to get lots of variety in mm-hmm. the art that was on display. And I'd like in this uh, interview to find more about you, about your style and how you first got into art. Now, was that as a child? Uh, yes. Ever since I was two years old, I knew I wanted to be an artist. And um, I, had, I was infatuated with horses, much to my father's chagrin. <laughs> but uh, they indulged me both in the art and the horses, and I just grew up with them. So you, you said um, to your fa- father's chagrin, but I understand from doing some research, your grandfather was an illustrator. Yes. Yes. He was an illustrator for two major newspapers in Denver, Colorado in the early 1900s. So he was a big influence on you? Um, Kind of virtually. Um, He died when I was six, but I had his art around me. And um, even at at the age of six, he was very supportive. There was a big age gap. He died when he was about 100 years old. So, but um, yeah, the history that uh, was around um, in his art fascinated me. I mean, it was it was like looking back in time, you know, very dated, and uh, and he was very good. And I still have some of his pieces today, but yeah. And he he encouraged me. He gave me one of his uh, oil painting sets, old paints and brushes. It took took my dad forever to get them open because they were so old. But that was my first set of paints. I was probably twelve at that so time. So he, he he was the trigger then, and you, and you went to university, didn't you? Yes, for art, I did. I went to Colorado State University, which is an ag school, but has a very good art school in this part of the country, in the Western U.S. And how did your career progress, change after you went to university? Well, the plan was to be an artist. And it's kind of interesting. When I was um, a sophomore, the seniors prepare a portfolio to go out into the world and present their work and get a job. Well, Hallmark Cards comes to the school to interview seniors. And my professors decided to throw my portfolio in there as well. And I was the only one that got picked to go ahead and go to Kansas City for the interview. And I went to the interview. Um, Kansas City is very different from where I'm from. Um, They were very nice, very gracious. I was very nervous. I was only 19. At the end of the two-day interview process, I met with the president, Mr. Hall, and he sat me down. He goes, you have the job, but you're only 19. And if you were my daughter, I'd tell you to get your butt back in school. And that's exactly what I did. And then when I graduated, like you, it was uh, at the height of a recession. So all the art studios and things closed in the Denver area. And I was just doing freelance work for a short time. And then you... uh, had two children and, and they took a, a lot of time as well. Uh, yeah, after a while, I, I, I did get married to a, an equine veterinarian and we have two children that are now in their late 20s, early 30s. And that took a lot of time. Plus, my husband had a very large veterinary surgical hospital and I was training horses. So wasn't a whole lot of time for anything but cleaning stalls. you know, training horses. That's a 24-7 thing to do. You don't get holidays. You don't get time off. 
So there's always been horses in your life and you picked up your art again quite late, I think, didn't you say? Very late, probably uh, less than 10 years ago when our youngest graduated from college, um, I decided to see if I could still do any art. And I went to a little craft store, got some paints, started painting, and it took off from there. So had you not done any painting at all for many years then? Oh, a handful, just little things that people would need. Can you do this logo? Can you do, you know, I need a painting for this. But no, I would. I probably in 20 some years picked up a brush maybe six or seven times. That's it. So was it difficult to get started again? No, not at all. I thought it would be. No, no, it was liberating. It was fun. Um, but I, I painted constantly because it was just so much fun. And I had quite quite a collection of paintings sitting in the house running out of wall space so I decided maybe I should try to sell it and uh pick up a magazine southwest art actually and looked at different galleries see which ones looked like they might be interested in my work emailed them cold and sent them some images never heard back it was weeks and uh Maybe five or six weeks after the first email that I sent out, I get a call from a, a gallery just outside of Aspen, Colorado, and they said they were interested. Would I bring some work to them so they could look? It's a six-hour drive into the mountains. And uh, I said, sure. How many do you want? She said, yeah, just bring a few. I had a trailer. I bought 32 with me. So they took all 32, and that's how it started. Oh, wow. And how would, yeah, you, describe, how would you describe your art? I, I... It, your website says uh, you portray the intensity of the West. Yeah, I think people get a cliched look at what the West is and what Western art is, you know, the boys and you know all that stuff. But I think they might be fascinated if they actually came here to find out it still exists today exactly as it was. I mean, it's still... It's still down and dirty. It's still cowboys. It's still cows. It's still... Uh, it, it can be very dangerous and it's very rewarding. It's hard work for very little pay. And, and it, you know, the cattle business and the cowboys, it actually feeds the world. And I don't think people quite understand that that's still, that's still how things work. You know, your meat, your beef doesn't just grow in the grocery store and you pick it up. Somebody actually has to get up in the middle of the night. Like right now it's calving season and we have, I'm in the mountains and we've had over 90 inches of snow since November. Um, and there's a, a lot of the ranches are, you know, three or four feet of snow and your cows are calving now, which means you have to be there all the time. You know, it's, you, you have to be there when that, when that cow gives birth, because it is, the environment is so um, drastic and violent, it, it, you know, and you can, you can lose everything that you've worked for. It's hard. And in your paintings, you're capturing those sort of images in your art. Right. But I want to do it in a in a happy way because these people aren't doing it because they have to. The, these ranchers are doing it because they want to. I mean, you'd have to want to to do it. It's hard work. It's very, very hard work. And they're, you know, they're four or five, six generations worth of families that have never left the ranch and are still doing the same thing. Granted, more technologically advanced but still it's a hands-on business and it's hard work 
you're either too too hot or too cold or too tired, but the job never stops. How, how would you describe your your art yourself? Um, it's it's funny. Um, I love Western art. Always have had it around me when I was a kid. Um, but I wanted a different take on it. I wanted it to be more. I I guess I don't know if I wanted to be more, but it ended up being more contemporary from my art school background, which is very graphic oriented. So I take the same subjects that everybody paints and I just try to simplify it into not only telling the story of a cowboy on a horse, but making it an interesting design concept, not, not just a depiction of an, an event, but more of um and a little bit more artsy i guess a little bit more graphic but still staying um somewhat realistic and you've been very successful you've had uh, exhibitions and your paintings displayed in many galleries across the world mm-hmm. yeah it it it's become a uh, a real business and which makes it you have to actually have a business head and I don't but I'm getting there um keeping up on things but yeah it's it's been really 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 wonderful how well the work has been received that it's must exciting. be very that must be very fulfilling starting and so late there, yeah. yeah I have to pinch myself not only did I get to breed raise and train dressage horses which was something I always you know Again, I had to pinch myself going, I can't believe I'm actually doing this for a living. Um, but then the art on top of that, I, I've had two wonderful careers. I cannot complain. So how excited are you at the chance of having some of your paintings on display in the art and horse racing exhibition in a modern horse racing yard in Newmarket? No, oh, it's very exciting. It's a it's a whole I mean, I honestly wish I could be there just to see it. Um, but it, it's it's fun to to think that there'll be people seeing my work that wouldn't have had access to it other than, you know, the Internet um, seeing the work and maybe, you know, starting a conversation. I, you know, just I don't know where it'll lead, honestly. It just it's it's very exciting to be there amongst some artists that I have been huge fans of for quite a long time um it's it's exciting just to be you know my work standing right next to theirs it's a it's an honor truly an honor now i think it's quite unique for the setting as well to being a in a racing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah my first horses were x-race horses so i have a fondness for the thoroughbred and I used a lot of thoroughbreds in my breeding program when I was breeding the the sport horses. I bred Oldenburgs and Swedish Hornblads. Well, thank you very much for being part of the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast. And I very much look forward to seeing your paintings on display at St. Wendred's on May the 6th and May the 7th. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Ilka, I understand you've also got one of uh, Peggy's paintings. Yes, it's one called Happy Place. It's of a cow because I love cows in art. And, and I had, you know, the, the pleasure of working with them during vet school. Uh, this one is one of a Holstein cow, but Peggy obviously does all the, the Western scenes and the ranching themes. 
And what I, after having grown up in Arizona and California, but that's a topic for another podcast, but in my younger years, like kindergarten and primary school, um, that, you know, those landscapes really touch me. So I love that part of it. But what I really, you know, ranching life is like farming life and, and people that work in racing, it's the same type of thing. I, I just think there's beauty in working hard. That's what I believe in. So, um, you know, there's beauty in, in, you know, really grafting and, and hard work like that. And that's what I wanted to, you know, that's why I really wanted to have her as a, as a contrast or like to, to um, be part of this exhibition to show like that side of life. Yes. In, in my interview, she's worked with horses all her life and uh, her husband's a vet. Yeah. She's very interesting person. And then like when you, yeah, I didn't know that her husband was a vet. So there's some similarities, even though we're worlds apart, um, you know, it's the same thing. Like I'm a vet and, and we work with horses and she has the background in dressage and, and, you know, the horse industry, regardless of discipline, it is like a full on seven days a week thing. So uh, yeah, I, the personal connection is there, you know, when somebody like gets that way of life and, and when, you know, people always go, don't you go on holiday? And it's just like, what are you on about? So um, Peggy would probably, she would never ask me that kind of question. Now she's lived, she's lived the life that Stefan and I are living right now. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an honor to have her um, as part of this exhibition and idea that I had. Well, I can assure you, she's excited that her art is going to be displayed at the Art and Horse Racing Exhibition. But back to horse racing again. And uh, Miss Bella Brand was in action very recently at Chelmsford and again ran well. Yeah, yeah. She always picks up a check. And oh, yeah, that was a that was a funny race because it was um it was ended up being a four-runner race, class four at Chelmsford for Phillies only. Um big, you know, good, good prize money on offer. She she ran a great race. You know, you can't knock it. She's she's the last time she won at Chelmsford, she's gone up six pounds since the time, like the course and distance win. Um, I always leave George on her because she has her little idiosyncrasies and he knows the horse inside out. If you pick it apart, you could say, oh, if you had a three pound claimer on. But um, him and that filly, they really they they're a team now. And, you know, you wouldn't think that she had those issues before because now she's so straightforward at the races so we got it you know it's great we've she had some issues in the starting stalls that were you know not severe but you know we it took some working on and now everything is perfect with her so yeah she she'll win again she always runs well and and we got so much to look forward to with her uh for the grass season as well so I think I'm going to freshen her up in March and then um I have some bigger targets for her also in mind. And, and also she's, there's going to be plenty of Philly handicaps at Ascot. She loves it at that track as well. And uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of traveling with her and maybe she'll end up running in Germany as well. So there's plans for that mare. That sounds good. And I think you said she'd nearly won over nearly 50,000 pounds now. Yeah. She's creeping up to um, 50,000 pounds lifetime prize money, which is, you know, for a horse rated 72, that's a big feat in England. You know, we're not racing in France or Hong Kong or Australia where the prize money is the way it should be. So she really, she pays her own way 
and she owes us nothing. And uh, yeah, you got to love her. Well, let's get back to art. And the final artist on this episode nine of the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast is Garth Bailey. He was born in South Africa. He's now based in Middlesbrough in the Northeast. And uh, let's hear what he had to say about the chance of having his art displayed at the Art and Horse Racing Exhibition on May the 6th and May the 7th. Hello, Garth. Welcome to episode nine of the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast. Hi, Stephen. Great to see be with you. Art and horse racing in Newmarket at Ilka's Racing Yard. A wonderful idea. Absolutely. Um, I think art and horse racing go really well together as, a, as subjects. And it's, I often find the people who buy my paintings aren't horse racing people. That's, it's because of the movement and the colour. Yeah, up close and personal with horses in a modern racing yard. Uh, quite a unique exhibition. I think so. I mean, um, uh, for, for me, the really nice thing of actually going to a racing yard is actually being able to see the background and not just the images that, of, of the horses going down the straight. And in this short segment, I want to find out more about you, your art background and about your style. But firstly, we were saying off air, Ilka first got in touch with you through Instagram. That's correct. Um, she'd seen one of my paintings on one of the big uh, selling websites and really liked my work and got hold of me to, to sort of say without being interested in, in, in taking part in the. And I, I think the world has changed so much that I, I've, whether it be horse racing, cycling or whatever, I often get comments and through the various social medias that people have seen me in, in different places. Yeah, the world is is getting small. Everyone can contact everyone so much days. easier nowadays. Yeah, yeah. The old days, you, six, six points of separation. I think it's probably less now. Definitely. You're originally from South Africa? Yes. I grew up in a little town called Peter Marisburg, which is near the East Coast, and most people would know Durban as a big city nearby. And your work is in oils, pen and ink, watercolours and pastels. Exactly. Um, I'm somebody who gets bored very quickly. And I like working across a range of media. And each media just has something special about it. It, keeps it, something, it also keeps you fresh and immediate. Sometimes people walk into the gallery and they say, oh, you're the person who paints very quickly. or But then they don't see me go back and put other layers on and build up layers in between because I only see a first draft. Um, watercolors give you a fresh um, immediacy that's really great for when, you, when you're sort of out and about and it's going to dry quickly. Oils take longer and you, it gives you the capacity to have richer, more intense colors you can build up. Um, and I don't use media traditionally. Now, for example, a lot of my pastels, I'll put them on, then I'll take a big household paintbrush dipped in water and spread it across the page so you get these lovely turning the pastel into watercolour and almost the same with some of the inks that I, I wet the page and then dip the, and just let the ink just, um, I've actually I've been asked a couple of times before, can you redo this one that's been sold? I, said, well, I can never redo it exactly. I can make something similar because I can put the water on the page and how the ink is going to run is up to nature. And I think that's what I like about the way I work. A lot of it is quite random, but controlled at the same time. So they're all all unique when you you 
do your prints. Every single one is unique. And I think that's also why I, I tend not to make a lot of prints. I mean, occasionally I do a run of prints for, for a special event or somebody asks me to. But 90% of the time, I only do originals because it's it's a nice way of people being able to interact with something that's unique to them. And I read on your website, you like to capture a moment in time. And that covers things like horse racing, cycling, dance, nature, portraits, buildings. Exactly. And I think it's all, it's, it's again, it's, it's this little magpie mind of mine that can sort of pick up little bits here and there and use those bits of information. So it could be something that's in the news. It could be um, the races, you know, uh, which flat races, or it could be the Grand National or the Guinness, or one of the top cycling races like the Tour de France. And there's moments in that that you're inspired by. And often the piece that I choose to paint wouldn't be the finishing line or the the winning victory. It'll be somewhere along the middle or just that little moment that's those nuggets that you can pull out of life. You're well known for cycling. You had an exhibition for the Tour of Britain in 2022. I've ended up painting half the town where I live all the because it came through the town so uh, I had a collaboration with a number of restaurants and cafes and I painted the, the full windows of itself so it's lovely being able to paint that size was almost human scale full of cyclists and all the windows so all the front windows were painted out I did six shops in the town the bus stop I had an exhibition in the local library um and I had had a, a stand at the end of a look of that stage, which was stage four. And after that, the race got cancelled because of the unfortunate passing of the Queen. Why do you like cycling? I started off painting people, and people morphed into dance because it was had to do with the movement. And I really love movement. Then I added in the mechanics of the cycling because you think of cyclists and not they're all athletes. Um, and then I really love mixing the, the wheels and the cycles. And, and then that, that progressed onto the horse racing. Because, again, it's just, it's just people in sport and the movement. It all sort of relates through that same thread. You've also had an exhibition at Hamilton Racecourse. Yes. I used to exhibit in a gallery called Scotland Arts um, when I was living up in Scotland. And the... Uh, the management of the race course saw one of my paintings in the window and approached me to do a series. I did a series for every box in the Hamilton race course and they hung up for a year in all the private boxes. And, till, and, and then they, we only removed them at the end because of Christmas parties and they're worried they're going to get damaged. And then we went on. So I had a, a full year of being in the Hamilton races. So how excited are you about being part of Art and horse racing at Newmarket over the Guineas weekend, May the 6th, May the 7th. Super excited. Um, um, for me, it's about bringing what I would love to do and love to make to the people who will appreciate what I do. And it's sort of it's tying the two threads together. So, so it's, it's, it makes it a continuous story of here's somebody who's seeing the races, but maybe seeing it in a slightly different way. Because um, if you, as, as an artist, I love to, to see what, what people sort of think of my work, but I also don't do realistic drawings per se. So my my horses, if you had to, as from an anatomical point of view, <laughs> I love those words that I get my tongue tied around, 
Um, they are not correct. But and sometimes they might have five legs and sometimes they might be yellow, orange, and green. But put them all together and you put them mix, mixing with the jockey silks, they suddenly come alive and as you can see the race going through. Well, thanks very much, Garth, for joining me this morning. And I hope it goes well for you and, of course, for the exhibition Art and Horse Racing on May the 6th and May the 7th. I'm so looking forward to showing my work. Ilka, how did you find out about Garth? I don't know. I just, I enjoy art. Um, so sometimes I, to relax, uh, I, I just look at art and um, I just stumbled ap- across his cycling themes. And Stefan is an avid cycler. And of course, like we always watch the Tour de France uh, or have that running in the background. I also have a very nice bike. I just don't get out enough. But um, yeah, so we, I found his art and I thought this is something different and it's bold and it's powerful. And some of the horse, you know, then I saw that he also had horse racing themes and some of those are really great as well. So I was like, yeah, this is different. This has movement in it. And also I've never really seen any cycling art. And then he, he does landscapes, you know, he does all kinds of things, but I definitely want to display and showcase his uh, cycling art because it's different and we're going to have a lot of athletes here and and i think yeah it's, it'd be good because it's horse racing and other sports and you know we'll have some of his horse racing stuff as well but there's going to be something for every taste at this exhibition so bring your wallets yeah one thing that came through with all the artists was how much they're looking forward to coming to the art and horse racing exhibition and the use of instagram in promoting their art yeah, that's great because um, I'm going to keep, you know, doing posts and tagging them and sharing all their stuff. And you can find them all. I think all of them are on Instagram. Some of them are on Twitter. Some of them are on Facebook. Most of them have websites, but um, a few of them, them don't. But we'll we'll do, you know, Instagram, I guess, is a, is, is a good um, platform for sharing images that I guess that's what it originally was created for. So it does lend itself to that art part. And I kind of like it too. I do, I do uh, reels. I do that. I mean, I do it. It is pretty, it's not really the way it should be done, but I, I only do what I like to do. And I, and I do it myself because I, I don't want to pay somebody to do my social media. I'm not that famous, you know? And also then, but if, if somebody picked my social media activity apart, they'd be like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. But I, I try to make some funny reels to show the horses and make people smile. And, and then um, I, I, I just uh, share pictures of pretty, you know, sunsets or sunrise or whatever, stuff like that. But I probably do it completely wrong, but at least, yeah, this way I have all my artists, my artists now, and I can share their work and, and um, yeah. So check us all out on Instagram. Yeah, and you've got more more interviews lined up for me for the next podcast, which will be episode 10. Yes, we're, what we're going to try to do um, now is um, have three artists on per episode coming up. So every artist that wants to be um, showcased on the podcast is going to have the opportunity to be on it. So, yeah, this is our March episode, episode nine. Then episode 10, we'll have three more artists, and then we're going to squeeze one more episode in right before the exhibition and then i hope to see 
as many listeners as possible at the exhibition on May 7th. That's right. Um, can't believe it's going to be episode 10 next month, but this is episode nine. Um, you must now be getting really excited, though, in the, the build up to the exhibition. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of like I work on it a little bit every day. And first, when you have the idea, you think it's months away. But you know how it goes, like a day to day life, the running of a business, it all it all comes up quicker than you think. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. And anything more you want to add before we finish this episode nine? No, I just uh, say thanks for listening and and um, find us on all social media platforms. And please uh, like, subscribe and share the podcast. And I'll see you all next time. Join the Vantage Point Racing Club today. Watch the horses that you put your money in run their race. Free racing tickets. Meet the horses and the team, including the jockey, trainer, physio, and everyone else. Come to open days and get a welcome gift. Get weekly updates on all the horses in the club. New to racing? Not to worry. You will learn all about it. Ask questions anytime. Tune into my month-to-month podcast featuring racehorse ownership, info, and more. All just for 20 pounds a month. We look forward to meeting you here at St. Wendrick's. If you love racing, come and share it.